My name is Alexandra, no I, and this is an audio chronicling of 40 reflections in the 40 days leading up to my 40th birthday. While I am speaking from my own perspective, I invite you to join me in reflecting, implore you to share with friends who may also benefit from this type of reflection, and simply extend the offering of an opportunity to be your best and most authentic self. Episodes in this 40 and 40 series will typically be less than 15 minutes and end with a question for you to ask of yourself. Please subscribe and return to join me in this journey as we build momentum along the way. Here we go. Those of you who know me in real life know that I'm a Gemini. If you happen to be listening in real time and do the math, you might have figured out that I'm a Gemini. One of the defining characteristics of Gemini is that we are interested in everything. That may be an oversimplification, but we do have a lot of interests and that can lead us to try to dabble in all of our interests, that can mean a lot of different things, but what it does often mean is that we have a tendency to fill our schedules. If we're creative, for example, we may want to write as well as record podcasts, as well as publish on YouTube, as well as, as well as, as well as, And then eventually we find that we may have overcommitted ourselves and then we're burnt out and now we don't want to do anything. Again, possibly an oversimplification, but one of my other favorite Gemini creatives recently returned from a hiatus a month Mind you, she uses social media, which I no longer do. So a lot of her hiatus included taking a break from social media, taking a break from creating with the express intent of immediately making it available for consumption. She took a break from worrying about if something is immediately profitable, for example. It was interesting to read when she returned from her break. She referred to it as a cave month. This is actually Nicole Antoinette. I do encourage you to check her out. But the fact that she was processing some of what I have been processing, but, you know, from a different angle, it let me know that I'm not alone in this, which is part of why creators create, honestly, because we know that we're not alone and a part of us wants to let others know that they're not either. Here lately, even, you know, before I started this project, uh, I've been thinking about work, And some of the community work that I do, the advocacy work that I do, I'm also a student. I'm also 
uh, a leader in my Buddhist organization. And all of these things have now added up to be quite a bit, but each commitment happened one piece at a time. And there are lots of reasons or lots of ways that a person may find themselves in this sort of position, right? We, particularly if you happen to be socialized as a girl who turned into a woman, women and girls are not encouraged or taught to say no a whole lot. And so it's not until later or too late a lot of the time that we may find that our plates are full. Our plates may be overflowing. We may in fact have to eventually admit that we have overcommitted ourselves. But no one wants to admit that because sometimes that feels like failure. Something in being a feminist feels like you're not allowed to admit that there's anything that you cannot do. That could be a whole conversation in itself. But right now, the semester just ended and I am thrilled. A fellowship that I'm in is coming to the end of its cycle. And while I enjoy doing that work, the prospect of having a bit more bandwidth there is also just so exciting. <laughs> and so I've been trying to look at all of the bits and pieces that make up the current state of my life and really consider where I can create more breathing room, more space. I would love to be able to come home sit on my couch, engage in mindless media, and not feel guilty, not feel like there's something else I really should be doing. Of course, there's always something else I could be doing, but it's that should piece, that required piece that doesn't always feel good. Even when you get to a point where you're, you know, watching YouTube, watching TV, reading a book for leisure, and you feel a sense of guilt creep in, that's, <laughs> as a person who loves to read, who loves to listen to music and podcasts, who loves to watch YouTube and TV sometimes, I don't want to feel guilty about it. And that's where I'm trying to find balance. It's. Hmm. What does balance even mean? What does balance look like? Ask yourself this because we're all going to have a different answer. 
We often talk about work-life balance, but it might be more granular than that, right? Because you may have family, you may have romantic relationships, friendships, professional, academic, or educational. For some people, academics and education is their professional. Spiritual, right? And as we are working towards our goals, there's often the training for any of those things that also comes into play. Sleep, rest, fitness, wellness, all of these things are necessary, but how much of each do we need for it to count? And I, I'm making air quotes when I say that. But how much of any or everything do you need to feel balanced? What are things that when they are not a part of your life cause you to feel unbalanced? What are things in your life today that if you removed them would cause you to feel more in balance? And that is in balance. But if you heard imbalance, there may be a reason for that too. I talked about body image in a couple of episodes. But in general, when you feel better, your body tends to balance itself. Where when you don't feel well, your body often follows suit. So again, what is balance to you? How close are you to that right now? What can you do to feel in greater balance? Thank you.